0: From the big screen to the small screen, and everything in between, this is The Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to The Screeners Podcast. I'm Melody.
2: This is Chad. I'm Chris
0: i'm josh and i'm daniel
1: and we are back again to talk all things media with a special episode this time to recap the oscars which i know we're all very excited about and also to talk about some tv so we would love your participation as much as possible in our show and all of our topics so definitely keep the communication going on facebook and we love hearing from you guys so with that we're going to head to the main event
3: welcome to the main event
4: At the time of this recording, it is one day after the conclusion of the 89th Academy Awards. This was one for the record books for a lot of different reasons. Uh, We had some unexpected twists and turns, surprises, and some first-time events that happened. And so we thought while it was fresh on our minds, we would give it the screeners treatment and talk not only about the event, but as many of you saw on Facebook, we had a challenge to try and beat the screeners. We had a pick-the-winners contest, and Daniel was kind enough to host that up on a Google document, and he has the results. We're going to talk about some of our listeners that participated and how they did, as well as how poorly Josh did. It should be a lot of fun, and that could be wrong. Josh may be one, because if there's one thing we learned, it's that nobody knows anything about the Oscars. (laughs) So what we're going to do, when we're just going to kind of have a free-form discussion tonight, and this is the first time that we've all talked to each other, um, we saw some tweets that went back and forth, and so we're very. Uh, should be interesting to see how everybody feels. Specifically, one screener in particular that we'll get to at a later date, who is uh, who's been put on suicide watch, I'm told. Yeah. And, um It should always be La La Land to uh, to kick it <laughs> off. And so what I thought we'd do first is, before we get into kind of the elephant in the room and what happened with the best picture, I did want to first just kind of throw this out there and say, were there any upsets or surprises for what won or didn't win in the evening? Anything that stuck out to any of you guys?
2: Uh, Suicide Squad is an Academy Award winning film. <laughs> that's pretty nuts. Whoa. I mean, that's that's insanity. Star Trek deserved a award. What, oh, come on. It did. It totally did.
0: It totally did. Yeah, but but <laughs> I mean, it it's down. not that eg- egregious of a win. It's not like it won for like, you know, screenplay or something like that. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. I know,
2: but it's still, it's kind of funny. For as much as much shade that movie got thrown towards it, it was it's now an Academy Award winning so, film. But so there was what, wonderful, two? you know, rare air.
3: But there were two styles of makeup in in Star Trek, right? There was a uh, what's her name and then there was that whole other race and that was it. Suicide Squad had several different characters right so it at least makes sense
4: it was like a whole race versus crocodile guy (laughs) yeah I would disagree
2: (laughs) and Harley Quinn
3: and Jared Leto's Joker and
4: come on no,
3: no.
2: There's there is a lot. There's a lot uh, that went into the to the uh, the Star Trek uh, characters. So anyway, it doesn't matter. For me, I just thought it was funny. All the the tweets, like you know, comparing like, well, Suicide Squad now has more Academy Awards than Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that kind of stuff. It's just <laughs> yeah. kind of funny when you when you think about it in that kind of context. Which is so anyway, I was just That's silly. I was I think you just just probably silly.
4: got extra credit for its um, CGI witch monster that was so awesome. I'm pretty sure. That's what happened.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely.
4: Okay. So Quality. Suicide Squad Oscar winner. That is definitely yeah. a, something I never thought I'd say. Any other surprises um, on the acting side, maybe, or, or anything else? I know, I know. For me personally, you know, Daniel and I were kind of going back and forth uh, all night about La La Land because I know he wanted it to <laughs> win a million uh, awards, and every time it didn't in a category that it was supposedly favored in. I got really happy, and I feel bad <laughs> about that. I feel bad about that because it is good, but Daniel loves it so much. So for me, I realized, and the surprises started happening when Hacksaw Ridge won both of the, yeah. of those awards. The, I think it was editing and, is it mixing that it yes, won? Literally. Yeah, so, mixing. Yeah. And so when it won those two, I thought, I thought editing for sure would go to La La Land because editing usually is, goes along with Best Picture. So I was
0: surprised at that. Daniel, were you surprised? Yeah, you
1: thought sound editing? No. Talk about film regulating. editing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, film editing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, overall, I thought, I, and I, yes, I'm I'm biased because I loved La La Land, but but like generally, a lot of people were predicting that La La Land would win a lot more. Of the below the line awards than they did that was honestly a huge surprise that they lost out on a lot of those so yeah i kept seeing a lot of people saying how crazy all the surprises were just from the start of the evening not that anything crazy i, I don't nothing really won that i was like mad about like it's not like these movies didn't deserve it but yeah i was really surprised that la la land love didn't uh, didn't come through like i had hoped <laughs>
4: I think one surprise for me, as well on the positive side, was one that we talked about that I was hoping would happen, but I didn't think for sure would happen, and that was Kenneth Lonergan winning Best Original yeah. Screenplay. That was that made me very happy. Yes. So there, there was that. I don't. I, I agree, though. I think outside of the major upset of the evening, just seemed to be La La Land not dominating. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have several films that were shut out. So you had Hidden Figures, uh, Lion, and I think Arrival won one, and then yeah. Hacksaw Ridge won two. Hell or High Water didn't. Hell or take High any- Water was the other. Oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. That was the other one.
1: Yeah. So, all right, all right. Well, I and- was I was a little bummed about the song that won because if if one was going to win for La La Land for me, it would have definitely been the other one. I don't really understand how that City of Stars is anything magical. So. I was bummed about that. I would have huh. preferred the Moana song, but you know. That oh yeah,
2: a- that for me that was the best moment of the entire night. Was that Mo- the Moana? <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda doing his like rap beforehand, setting the stage, and then that that young girl singing uh, the. Oh, it was so good. It was it was a wonderful moment. That was my favorite of the entire night, no doubt.
4: Yeah, and she's sixteen, which is really In-
2: impressive. In- insanity, <laughs> yeah. insanity.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was uh, I was surprised to see, well, kind of surprised to see Casey Affleck win. I I, I had ended up putting him on my sheet, but uh, I really thought Denzel had a good shot. And clearly, when they cut to Denzel, clearly Ooh. he thought he had a shot too.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And I think the SAG award for the last thirteen years mm-hmm. consecutively yeah. has matched up with the Oscar, so I think he probably felt pretty confident. And he did not look happy. But I, and Denzel's great. <laughs> He's great. But I think they got it right with Casey Oh yeah, no doubt. Sure. Although he looks like a homeless man,
2: not that <laughs> he not acted that, like one too. I don't. Did. I don't know what he was. He was very mumbly. I don't know what was going on there. I was like, dude, just he was still in speak, character from Manchester. Speak.
3: Following in the proud tradition of Joaquin Phoenix, when you yes, grow that yes. kind of hair, you just got to
0: act like that. His aesthetic.
2: That's right. Yeah, you're right, Josh. That is totally who he reminded me of up there. I was like, "Is is he doing another social experiment? What's happening here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just
0: straight.
3: another Tuesday night for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs>
2: that's right. <laughs> All
4: right. Any other surprises? No.
2: I'm. I mean, one of the things that I found interesting was that OJ Made in America won documentary feature. That's like a what a seven hour long movie mm-hmm. or is it even a movie? I don't even know. It's just, a, it was very strange to me it, it being nominated now that it's won. Uh, I definitely want to watch it. I've seen like the first two episodes of it and it's, it's quite amazing what they were able to do with all that footage, um, and the access that they had to it. But it's still strange to see a movie that's that, that, that's that untraditional be nominated, uh, by the Academy and then also win. So anyway, it was, it was interesting. That was, it was an interesting moment.
0: Yeah. yeah, I believe it's the longest film or piece of art, whatever you want to call it, to, yeah. to win an Oscar. So, it uh, has to be.
2: I can't yeah. imagine there being anything. Else. And it's really, I mean, really, it's a mini series. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know how they, how they justified that other than just saying, hey, maybe we can win an Academy Award with this. And just, I don't know. It's, weird. It's, it's, it's strange, but it's great. It's great.
4: But it it's is strange. great. I think it deserved to win. the The creators have have gone on record as saying that they told it wanted to tell one single story but then they had to because it was free spn they broke it up although each one is self-contained
0: enough that it feels like it's yeah. on it feels like it's it, on piece.
4: Well
3: i mean it, then it by really that is. criteria the jinx could win right or making a murder or...
0: well it, it's it's the thing is that they released to theaters so that's that's the ah. whole catch if you want to qualify for an oscar you there are certain rules like you have to release in la and new york for a certain period of time and so yeah, yeah that's what they did did That'd people be...
3: go to see it in the theater for seven hours
0: uh, apparently I didn't. Wow,
2: <laughs> It's really, yeah. I I would love to hear all these rules that they have in order to get nominated. And then also, you know, there's a lot, obviously politics involved sure. and all that. So it's just interesting to me. It's a, it's a weird kind of standout, like, huh. I didn't see that coming.
4: Another rule is that you have to have a CGI witch monster if you want to win makeup. (laughs) All right. All right. So let's move on to memorable speeches. Did uh, any
0: speeches stand out to you guys, good or bad, one way or the other? Honestly, no, not for me. I was kind of surprised at that. I mean, like, Viola Davis's was good, but I I didn't feel like there were any speeches that were, like, legendary, you know? Mm-mm. The last one was pretty, uh, pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, no
4: doubt. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. It's pretty alert. epic. Oof. Yeah, people lost their minds over uh, Davis's speech online. were like, it's the greatest thing ever. And I thought it was, I thought it was good. It I was right. educational to learn that actors are the only people that tell stories about mm-hmm. life that's good to yeah, know my wife wasn't happy yeah that. i
2: was like oh i'm well, sorry I teachers that, <laughs> i found it <laughs> extremely stuck up and like really like okay you're, yes you're an actress that's wonderful and yeah you have an impact but good lord you're the only yeah. only people I, to do that i'm gonna she give fu- her, she was following in
4: meryl streep's footsteps
2: yeah, it's fine yeah, yeah i'm gonna give her a uh, little yeah. credit because i think
4: i understand what she was trying to say i just don't think she said it in the right way now if she really I meant agree. that You know, that would be that would be I would find it hard to believe that she actually believes that. But um, of course, I actually thought Mahershala Ali's speech was very nice. And uh, and and it was it was heartfelt. And in the very first speech right out of the gate to it, it kind of set the tone, I thought. And it was nice. It was emotional. It was good and well-deserved, I thought, for sure. Okay, yeah. so nobody really cared much about the speeches. Let's go to Jimmy Kimmel. Let's talk about the host. It's The host yeah. every year is always a big deal. It's a very thankless job. Most of the time, there are more misses than hits, for sure. And this was Kimmel's first time. So uh, what did everybody think?
0: I thought it was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was one of the best Oscars I've seen ever. I thought... It, there were, for, for the bits, there were no true misses. I mean, there were a couple of things that were funnier than everything else, but I loved the show. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so, I honestly... specifically
4: with Kimmel, though, so you think Kimmel played a large role in that, is what you're saying? I th-
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I thought his monologue was hilarious, and, and uh, yeah, I think he did a great job, especially with the, the tourist bit, because um, he was obviously vital to that. Man, I thought it was great.
2: No, I think he definitely brought his late night persona uh, in. he was a likable and approachable. I think he seemed genuinely and I, I read somewhere online that he was he was reverent enough that he seemed like he wasn't like being um, a jerk to yeah. the art. Um, but he was entertaining and he was also, you know, light, willing to joke around on, on things. So I think as, as a as a as a host, he did a very good job of being. Um, how do I say it? Like in not not invisible, but he he actually was the connective tissue rather than like the uh, sore thumb that stuck out. Does that make sense? Like I think he did a good yeah. job of of giving us a little bit of levity and you know some some different things. Like they did the Twitter bit, uh, which is a bit from his show that I I, I quite the enjoyed and <laughs> laughed at. mean tweets, mean tweets.
4: Yeah. tweets, yeah,
2: yeah, The, the mean tweets. I, I enjoyed the food falling down. I enjoyed you know all that <laughs> stuff. I just I just thought it was it, it was a nice equalizer in between some of the more seriousness uh that the you know the actors were were taking so i thought it was good i thought it was a good way of balancing things out yeah i think he did a great job i really do what about you melody do you have any thoughts on jimmy
1: yeah i agree i think he's he's very smooth he's one of those hosts that you don't have to just be nervous like what's going to come out of his mouth or is he going to be able to handle something or he was like chris said not invisible, but just. It wasn't about him. I don't think there was anything that was like, Oh my goodness, yeah. this is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I now want Jimmy Kimmel to host everything. But it was funny, it was good, it was smooth. So well done, sir.
4: Yeah. Now I have a, a feeling that Josh was going to disagree on some of those things. Uh, <laughs> Josh, what did you think? Really? Well so overall I like Jimmy Kimmel. I think
3: Jimmy Kimmel's funny. I liked his monologue. I liked I liked the fact that he took his his late show bits like Mean tweets, but also his long-running late-night feud with Matt Damon. Absolutely, wonderful. That Brought was, that.
1: was so so funny. Yeah, and that, that
2: was. was that, I'm glad you reminded me. That was the best. That was the best. Yeah. Man.
1: He shows you how he's able
4: to hear words and then repeat them back.
1: I mean, I thought
2: you liked me. I thought this was a dream come true it's for us. It's your dream.
4: The thing about Matt is, you can see how hard he's working. It's so effortful for him.
3: It's a good dream and it's got cool animals in it and some pretty great people,
2: too! I have goosebumps. I've seen that a hundred times. I still have goosebumps. We bought a zoo. We
4: did that. We bought a zoo, and he made it work. That's the thing about Matt. You know, he has almost no discernible talent, but he works. And now to present the award for Best Original Screenplay, Two time Academy Award winner Ben Affleck and guest.
0: Ben Affleck, guest. <laughs> no, that. <that's>... Yes, yes! <laughs> oh <my gosh>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Playing him off that the stage,
4: funny. playing him yeah. off stage is funny. The giving, <laughs> the giving him a man with no discernible talent, you know, and then <laughs> giving him the giving Casey Affleck the award to star in a ponytail, oh movie. Yeah. I mean, he looked at him, lost cold in his dollars. eyes, yeah, lost eighty million, 80 million ended dollars, $80 dollars,
3: it's uh, true. I Matt just even tripped him.
2: I love it. I just I, I love because, you know, that they're both, you know, g- good friends or whatever. And just this this is the greatest thing for both of them. So anyway, it's it was it was awesome. What a good what a good moment. So go ahead, Josh. Go ahead.
3: <clears throat> yeah. No. Well, that was most of it. I was just going to say that the, the parts that I didn't like were the parts that feel more like Os- Oscar tradition stick. Like so Ellen ordered pizza for everyone and now we have to feed the crowd. And so food's going to fall from the sky. And there's always one complete waste of time in the middle of the show that takes ten minutes for no reason, and that was the people coming in from the tour, which was great for them and that all. That was but it amazing. Just dragged on and on. And
2: oh like, come on! It was kind of funny to see those guys just like. I mean, obviously they hilarious. It, 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 I mean, I wouldn't call it hilarious, but I still think <laughs> it was kind of neat. Like to think, like they somehow made that happen. It was silly. It was just it was late night silliness, which is what he does. It was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't offensive. Yeah. There wasn't anything there where you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this. This is good. So it got me riled up. Maybe a waste of time is the most offensive you could say that was, though. It wasn't terrible, though.
3: Yeah, well... That's That was the only part of it that offended me. Well, that and
4: so they brought everyone in. <laughs> it offended in. Jimmy Kimmel oh, okay. spends
3: the whole time talking about the couple. I was like, there's other people there, Jimmy. Come on.
4: <laughs> yeah, but the guy from so. Chicago, was he was good. He was funny. Yes. I do agree. The the, the issue with that is that bit went about five minutes too long. Yes. Yeah. It started out The concept was great. And it really is endearing and funny to see everybody, you know, freaking out, being in the room with all the stars and all the bits. And Denzel, I now pronounce you man and wife. And then Kimmel says, he's Denzel, so it's official. You know, all that stuff's great, <laughs> but at, around I that agree. point right there, it got a little long, and so they just I kept see, going. I, I,
2: everybody online was saying that, and I just, I don't know, I, I think it's interesting just because, like, it gives you a little bit of context, and I think Jimmy's trying to say, hey, there are, you know, normal people. People, you know what I mean, and like it. I, I, I just liked what he was doing with that. I, I think, I don't think it was too way too long. I, I, it wasn't...
4: I agree, I don't think he did a bad job doing it. I just felt like it just got to me personally, it just felt a little gotcha. draggy. It just felt a little yeah, draggy yeah, for me. Um, because yeah, it, was, it. it was funnier when it, the, it first happened, but I think overall Kimmel was really very good. And in my opinion, I would be fine if he hosted it again next year. I thought his totally. monologue was great, I thought he was consistently funny and sarcastic in his normal late night show way, which is, which is right. It's just the amount of bite, but it's not mean spirited. Even and I'll even, uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the politics or everything, but I'll even say this is I think part of what diffused, cause this, let's just call it what it is. This was like a ticking time bomb where you had people <laughs> boycotting the Oscars and I'll never watch it again. And I don't want to hear what you have to say about Trump on one side. And then you have the other side, which is We have every right to say whatever we want to say and blah, 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 blah. And so everybody was also – there was this kind of curiosity factor about what's going to happen. Is it going to be like the Golden Globes again? And I think that Kimmel was actually able to totally make fun of Trump consistently all night long Mm -hmm. in a way that was funny, legitimately funny. Um, There it is. And then it took took away, I think, some of the sting. Now, obviously, there were some political speeches in there, but – Unlike the Golden Globes, I think this was much less overtly political consistently yeah. throughout the night, and so as a result, more people, I think, enjoyed it overall, which was not something that, that I expected, regardless of what yeah. side you fall on.
0: Well, yeah, I was just shocked at how few political speeches there were. I mean, at most, you had a couple people throwing in a, a, a line or two at the end of their speech, but nobody like dedicated their whole time on the stage to make some huge political statement, except for the foreign language film. It, 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 that was it. So I was shocked at how non-political uh, relatively non-political the the whole evening was especially compared to the Globes.
3: Yeah. That said, time mm-hmm. to first Trump joke was like 30 seconds oh, into yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's monologue. Well, 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 I mean, of I
2: mean course. and that's yeah, that's not a surprise. And that's too. and but that's what you're saying, Chad, though. It wasn't like they were trying to cover it up and be like no, nobody be political. Let's let's just kind of be I think they did a good job of Kimmel keeping it where even if you are a Trump supporter watching this thing, you would still laugh at the like. Come on, that Twitter thing he did was, hes like, so it's funny. i mean, come on, that's just funny. It—it it, was—it was—it was funny without diving into being offensive and 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 and, and hurtful.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, um,
3: you know, we're more than two hours into the show and Donald Trump hasn't tweeted at us once, <laughs> and I'm starting to get worried about him. Hold on a
4: second.
2: Can you put it up? up, My phone up on the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think it was I think it was it was well balanced. That's and what the I the whole thing to. with
4: Meryl Streep was great. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's yes. been phoning oh, it in man. for twenty years. Yes. All that was great. Meryl says hi, you know, tweeting the present. That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. That stuff's all yeah. great. That was really funny.
2: It was. It was it was it was well done, I think, uh on on many, many different levels. So yeah, yeah I, I'd give him a huge thumbs up. I yeah, me, me too. So let's move on to some of our yeah. favorite
4: moments. I'll start with this one. One of the things that has been up and down in the last uh, few years to some controversy has been the performance or n- or not allowing the performance of all the nominated songs a place on the show. So when I heard this year they were going to have all five, uh, I was excited to see how they worked that out and they started off with Justin Timberlake opening the show with his song from Trolls, which I thought was uh, fantastic. Justin Timberlake is like the perfect person to open the show. He gets everybody Mm -hmm. dancing. It's everybody. So much energy. He's the coolest guy on the planet, you know, and he comes in, he's got everybody dancing and they're in a good mood and everybody's happy. It's a great song to do it. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Some people didn't like it, but I, Personally, I don't know how you guys felt. I thought it was a great way to open the show.
2: Oh, it was perfect. Fantastic. It was it was great. And then letting him get the jab in about talking back and forth between Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. I, I thought it was I thought it was gr- a great way to start the show because most of those Oscar shows anyway start with a big musical number. And Jimmy Kimmel obviously is not like that's probably his favorite thing to do. Right. So letting someone who's actually a great entertainer do that, open the show with a great musical number that is popular and everybody knows and is you know. Uh, That was great. It was a wonderful way of opening the show. I think they should do it again next year. I think it makes a lot of sense.
4: It does make sense. Any uh, any other moments that stood out to you guys, good or bad?
2: I mean, I already mentioned the Moana uh, thing, but I think it's worth mentioning again. That was an awesome moment for me. I I loved it.
0: I don't like Sting's song. I'll just say mm-hmm. it. You don't yeah. like Sting's song because you
4: are mad that Sing Street didn't get nominated in its place. <laughs> Come
0: yes, on now. I'm very mad about that.
4: <laughs> I think one thing that I really thought was wonderful was when they brought out uh, Katherine Johnson. I think she's 98. Yep. Yeah. And that was great with the Hidden Figures cast. I really like that. And then uh, I tweeted about this too, but. Man alive! Do I freaking love me some Michael J. Fox?
2: That, yes. 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 that was yeah. what I was
1: gonna say. You and know.
2: Seth Rogen had the yeah. shoes on, and they were, oh. singing Hamilton. Come on, yeah. it was
1: yes! Cool. Oh, that oh, that was, awesome. was
2: that was really funny. That was really really great. I loved it. It was that was fun. That again, like there was a lot of those moments that were just a lot of fun, and it just it seemed a lot more fun than, yep. than more than dour, which is what I was expecting it to be. Yep.
4: All right. Well, th- before we get to the. Um, to the major controversy at the end let's just give our overall thoughts and impressions on the show as a whole now this show was just as long as they always are i think it clocked in at like three thirty-five, almost 3 40 by the time that it was actually over some people love this some people this is their super bowl some years it feels like five hours uh but i am curious what we'll just go around the horn for this one just in general what were your overall thoughts on on the event itself let's start with uh chris
2: I, you know, I think it was good. Obviously, these award shows are long, especially in the middle. I feel like they tried to do some things to lighten it up and cut away. So I appreciated that. I mean, I think I'd give it like, you know, a solid, you know, B plus A uh, for, uh, for as far as like award shows go. There were several moments that I really had a great time with. Overall, I think they did a good job. I really do. I, I don't I, I, there's not a whole lot I would you know complain about and say I would have changed or thought. It's long because it's long. It's going to be that way. That's what I expect. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Josh?
3: I liked the hosting in general. I'm, yeah. Award shows are just always way too long. And I don't like, I'm not a fan of ceremony of any kind, be it my graduation <laughs> ceremony or the Oscars. Or your and, wedding. Or yeah, any well, of that you know, I right? wasn't going to say it. But yeah, I have trouble just sitting through pomp and circumstance and tradition and, People getting patted on the back for getting paid a lot of money to make movies, and although I know some of these movies aren't the big blockbusters that bring in the bucks, most of
4: these movies aren't the big blockbusters. Most,
3: yeah. yes, um, most. Well, okay.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: including okay. Suicide Squad, actually. <laughs> those poor guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay,
1: okay. So
3: Got out. No, it it was fine, but it was too long because they always
4: are. The end. Okay, Melly, what about you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think this was a solid show. I think it was m- maybe a little bit less boring to me than some previous years. So that's saying something. Uh, it, w- it was an enjoyable Oscars. I- I- I'll agree with Chris on the B+.
0: And Daniel? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was an A for sure. I th- I-, I-, I thought it was an excellent uh, ceremony. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job. And as far as the awards go, it, it took... this was supposed to be a really straightforward ceremony it was going to be a la la land sweep for everything it was going to be, going to be kind of boring <laughs>
1: that's and, true uh, that's and true it,
0: so when when it started losing right away it kept me really interested because i was yeah. freaking out so uh yeah i thought all around from the awards to the ceremony itself i thought it was great i had a really great time watching yeah, That's I'm a
4: good a- point, Daniel. I yeah. am actually going to 100% agree with you, Daniel, in that I can't remember an Oscars where I was not bored. I mean, I really never f- had a moment last night where yeah. I was – I mean, I, I was tired because it was long and I'd had a long day. But I was never – and I'm always hit a mid-stretch midst there where I'm just so bored. And primarily it is because you kind of know who's going to win, and so I, I am very much – In the camp of when La La Land didn't start winning, as a matter of fact, I sent you a text, or no, sorry, I put a thing on your Facebook where I said, I think things are shaping up where Damien Chazelle is going to win director, Mm -hmm. and something else is going to win picture. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) boy, I didn't know I was going to be right, but I sure was glad that
2: I was. You were both right. You were both right for, like, a little bit there. For a little bit. We switched.
4: Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought it was a great show. I really did. I thought it was a, a really good show. I thought the pacing was very good, except for the long bit with the, the stuff in the middle. But overall, yeah, really, really good show. Let's go ahead and jump into the to the Best Picture fiasco.
1: And the
2: Academy Award for Best Picture.
0: You're awesome.
1: La La Land.
0: We lost, by the way, but you know. Guys,
2: guys, I'm sorry. No. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won best picture.
3: Moonlight won. This is not a joke.
2: This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won best picture. Moonlight, best picture.
4: point it's game over daniel is leaping with joy his they, heart they've cut is
3: to the main guy's mom yeah just giving him it's great yeah.
4: he's bursting Ugh. with pride and joy and it will forever be la la land i know i felt horrible for the people from la la yeah land. uh I felt, no doubt i felt horrible for moonlight as well because they didn't get yeah. their moment i mean they got it but it was certainly different what are your thoughts on that i don't i don't know that we'll ever see anything like that again i don't know how they'll Fix that problem but i promise you they'll fix that problem
0: yeah you daniel. guys are waiting for me are you waiting for daniel yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much yeah i mean yeah exactly what you said Chad. i feel bad for both of them i mean obviously i wanted la la land to win but it sucks for both movies because mm-hmm. uh obviously for la la land they got it ripped from their hands and then moonlight now their it, it, their win is kind of tainted a little bit it didn't get a full-on you know celebration um man, that was really crazy. It was just uh, it was just so it was a huge upset to begin with, even if this, the whole controversy hadn't happened, it would still be a shock. Um, but for it to happen that way was just unbelievable. I was so confused. I was yeah, same as you Chad. I was um I was like looking down at my paper, you know doing whatever, and my friend that I was watching it with, was saying as the producers were talking, was like, they're doing something with the envelope behind them. What are they doing? They're all running around. I was like, ah, I don't know, whatever. They're just messing around on the stage and I started to walk away when I heard that. Oh, we <laughs> lost. Man, I couldn't believe it. Moonlight's a good movie, but uh, it should have been La La Land.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am not going to politicize this, but if you'll remember, you guys probably don't remember, I only, and I'll, honestly, I only remember because I... I you know, I edit the show, but when we did our reactions to the nominees, Daniel and I had a little back-and-forth discussion about what was going to win in Best Picture, mm-hmm. and he said it was La La Land, and I, t- I said, I am not sure that La La Land can win in this current year's Oscar climate. I think it will be Moonlight. Now, at the time, I didn't really believe that, but I said it because I kind of felt that. And I'm not taking anything away from Moonlight. Moonlight is a fine picture. But I do not think, I I would have, it's not as good a movie as La La Land is. It's two-thirds of a great movie. The first two acts are marvelous, and the third act just, wow, what a letdown for me. And so I think that it was the perfect storm of all of the factors going on with the push for diversity and the subject matter and a backlash against La La Land, which inevitably happens and so it was just like the perfect storm where I think a lot of people had Moonlight a solid 2 or 3 on their list and it was that same thing it ultimately mm-hmm. pushed it up to the top. And so yeah. it's kind of a bummer for me cuz I don't think it's I think there are 3 or 4 movies on the that were nominated that are all better than Moonlight. But, you know, it's Oscars, so
0: it is what it is. And you know, on that, I was I was kind of thinking about it, and this is probably just me trying to console myself. Who knows? But uh, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about you know what are the other egregious like biggest upsets? And you look at Crash over Brokeback Mountain and uh, Shakespeare in Love over Saving Private Ryan. And I was kind of thinking, I'm maybe I'm a little glad that Moonlight won because maybe in ten years had La La Land won, people would look at that as an egregious win over Moonlight because it's got the social commentary and all that stuff, and they might they might be a little uh, hostile towards Lala La land in a few years because it's it's lighter you know so so I don't know maybe that'll uh leave Lala La land a little bit. A, a little bit better in, in the long run, but I don't know. Well, I like, like lining, that perspective, Daniel. That's very <laughs> silver lining. Yeah, that's, that's right. crazy talk, is like what that, that. is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm glad they didn't win the Academy Award because in a few years, that's no, so funny. <laughs> come on, man, come on. I will say the one
4: good thing—not one, but a good thing—that came from it is my feed today has blown up with people saying. What in the world is Moonlight? See, I don't understand that because this is such. movies are such an important part of my world. But what is this Moonlight? Well, I can't believe it. I'm going to have to go check it out. So I think that is a good thing. I think a lot of people will discover Moonlight and will watch it now that it has won. So that's good. I mean, that's good if they like it's two-thirds one of, the of a good lowest- movie.
0: It's one of the lowest budgets, possibly the lowest budget ever for a Best Picture winner, which is cool. I mean, it's a one point yeah. five billion dollar budget. I mean, that's so low, and it doesn't look awesome.
4: like it. It's a beautiful movie. It's yeah. it's gorgeously shot for sure. Well, Daniel, you were hosting our. You threw up a good. We we full disclosure here. We put up a contest link to some sort of thing that that we found and it just was very difficult to navigate and we couldn't figure out how to make it all work and so uh daniel at the last minute yeah it was daniel but at the last (laughs) minute he threw up a a google doc and so i'm not sure how many people got to jump in there because it did get up at the last minute but those of us that could jumped in and gave our picks and then several uh, other people
0: did as well so daniel what are the results well, first I'll, I'll just go over the screeners, the screener scores. First of all, I'll go over the screener scores. Josh abstained from the contest, so uh, I guess we'll, guess we'll. I guess we'll, uh, I, I, we'll, I should have just gone down and
3: Christmas treated. I did. I had no idea this year, as I know, said last. You miss episode. every
4: shot you don't take, Josh.
0: Yeah, Good. and I'll. Y- you you might not have done so bad. I'll I'll kind of get to yeah, that, that in a minute. That's true. Um, and statistically, speaking so, ninety nine percent
3: of the ones I do.
0: So, oh man, uh, that was bad. So, in fourth place of the screeners, we have Chris with 13 out of 24. Uh, yes. Third place was Chad with 15 out of 24. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. Second place was me with 16 out of 24. And that makes Melody our winner. Melody! Melody. Ding, 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 ding. 17 out of 24 picks.
4: First of all, that's Daniel, too- I blame I you terrible. because you convinced me to get on the stupid La La Land
0: train. <laughs> I should have listened to my better yeah. judgment. <laughs> everybody was on the La Lala train i can't believe yeah. it but that's
2: uh, that's one of the worst cards i've ever had in Oscar history i, I mean i yeah. remember like 2 years ago i think i got everything but like two right i think I and mean, i it was crazy i can't believe how how poorly this oh, year i mean cuz it was mighty have oh, fallen
4: there was a lot yeah.
1: of surprises
2: yeah,
4: that's crazy. Reality, don't be it's... a gracious winner. Come in here and just talk trash <laughs> or something. Just wallow, wallow. Yeah, clearly, wallowing
1: I know more victory. than any of you.
4: So. Yes. Oh, wow. That's right. Here wow. it is. There okay. you go.
1: No, I told so... you, I, I always win Oscar pools. It's it's skill I have. <laughs> 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 I'm a little bit upset that the year that I win on the screeners, we do we have no wager. That's I true. win nothing for this.
4: Damn, Daniel will true. send you an autograph La, La La Land poster if you want it. <laughs> oh, <he'll> yeah. autograph- <laughs> he will sign. <laughs> and it will wow. say, it should always be La La Land, Daniel Howitt at the bottom.
0: <laughs> should always, yes!
2: I need that. That would
4: be you wonderful to hang, hang up.
0: Like at Damien Chazelle or something and get that on the back of the DVD. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, so I wanted to shout out our top two listener scores. So in second place for our listeners, we had Britton he came He came in second place with 15 out of 24. All right, Britain. All right. And then Nate McKay was the best of our listeners no. with 16 24. Yes, he got there. So. Not Nate he McKay. Got there at the last second. Oh, man. Yeah. We opened and up then- the list after it was closed. <laughs> Yep, just for him. And he went in there and took it. So, oh, so bum, you're telling
1: though. me I beat all the screeners and all of our listeners? So that's you did.
0: You had the best score out of anybody that we had. Hey I Daniel. Mean, stop. Stop telling me. You're her welcome, people. Daniel, <laughs> I to keep get
1: me on this show?
0: I
4: appreciate you doing that. I also think that just just to be fair, you should also list the person who got the lowest score. So why don't oh, you do oh, that? Oh, I was getting to that. I was getting to that.
0: <laughs> So, this is why I was saying, Josh, you could have done okay. I'm not going to list the name of the person no, who got we the score. No, definitely should.
4: Let's def- let's list the name.
0: you want me to do that? Absolutely. All, all right. So, write angry letters to Chad, because I wasn't going to do this. Uh, so, because I don't know this person. Uh, Lauren Adams scored an impressive five out of 24. <laughs> Good job, Lauren. Um, so,
1: why are we yeah, making fun of was, Lauren? You yeah. leave her alone. I, I don't know all, who you are, Lauren.
4: We don't, number <laughs> one, we for don't for know submitting. it's a girl. Lauren could also be a, b-
0: a man's name. What? I didn't okay. say
1: it was I a I have girl. a guy.
0: You said she. Anyway. I thought that was a very impressive score. Uh, five out of 24. So, good job, Lauren. Maybe. See,
4: Daniel's know... being way meaner than I am. Thank you, well, Lauren, yeah, for taking the time mean. to participate. <laughs> you in made a name well, yeah. What fun is it if you're like anonymous person scored five? You know, if you're in the contest, Nobody you're in the contest. Nobody will ever play a game with us ever <laughs> yeah, again. Well, Nobody will ever play a game with Chad bad. again. Normally, track, normally know, in just games just like this, the first place person. winner and the last place winner get a prize. But we don't have any prizes, so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest. This is not going in the
1: show.
4: You will believe oh this is.
3: This is like Ricky Gervais hosting an award show.
2: The train wreck, exactly, yes.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, for the record, I love it when Ricky Gervais hosts awards. I if, know,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is there anything else anybody wanted to say before we put a wrap on uh, 2017 Oscar? Nope. All right, well, that's our thoughts on 2017 Academy Awards. Uh, I think it was a great show, gave us lots to, uh, to discuss, and our list has already started for the best of 2018. So with that, let's move to the cutting room floor.
2: The Cutting Room Floor All right, well, it is that time of the year where there are a bunch of brand new television shows. And because we haven't talked about TV in a while, we thought it would be fun to take a few minutes and chat about some things that we've all been watching that we think perhaps you should be watching or perhaps things you should avoid altogether. All right, so Melody, what have you been watching lately?
1: Well, I am delighted to say that I actually have some things I've been watching because you guys know sometimes I boycott TV, but I've been trying to get back into it. So I've been searching the internets and my media-friendly friends, namely you people, to <laughs> discover what shows I should watch. And we had just recently finished watching the first season of Sneaky Pete, uh, yes. which is probably mm-hmm. my my top recommendation for the evening because so that good. was really, really good. It was really good. It was really fun, compelling. It gets better as it goes. Characters are good. It was just it was a solid show. So I definitely like that one. Have you guys have you guys watched Sneaky Pete?
3: I have, but um we just watched the pilot here and huh. Normally, like I say this every time. I'm a I don't believe in judging a show on its pilot, but this yeah. pilot was so flat. Like the characters were one dimensional. I've never seen Brian Cranston feel this disengaged and like oh, man. just phoning it in. And
1: I could see that it, a little bit with the pilot. I I didn't really get into I it until like the third episode. Yeah,
2: there is as Melody oh. just mentioned, the third episode. Brian Cranston has about a fifteen minute monologue that he does, and it's one of the most tense scenes in television history. I would say. Whoa. Like it is. It's insanity. Like I, just I actually disagree.
1: I didn't really like that scene. I, <laughs> I, loved it.
2: I loved it. I thought it was wonderful, and I think it, it, that is the Brian Cranston that I wanted to see. He's there in full force. So you no, know, I I think the, the the show, especially about midway through uh, the season, it takes a turn that it goes from being kind of like a okay, where are we going next? How is how are we going to resolve this? To like full on momentum, just like heist movie, crazy, cool, like, uh, what's... Careful co- there, really there,
4: Christopher. Careful there. I mean, you start calling it a heist movie, and it kind of starts telling yeah. people what's going to happen.
2: But well, yes. No, not at all. Yes, it, it, it,
4: yes, in this case it does, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it does.
2: But it's okay. No, I, I would disagree. I, I, all I'm saying is, is that it turns into something that is really compelling. There you go. Um, it, it's, it's, the, it's the con... Uh, movie that you really do want to see, and it's stretched out over uh, a perfect uh, amount of episodes. I think they do a really good job.
3: Yes, I agree. So, so it gets to feel less uh, fortuitous. Like there were there were a couple setups in the pilot that were yeah. like, "This is just a little too convenient."
4: Yeah, and well, sure. every pilot, ha- not every pilot, almost all pilots have to do that. They have to set the cards on the table, and so this one, mm-hmm. this one more than most, had to kind of finagle some things so that it can get to where it wants to go later and I very much agree with Melody I don't remember specifically what episode it was but it was about episode four three or four where mm-hmm. Laura and I really got hooked and we watched the whole thing in, a, in just a couple of days so it it gets a lot better and for me this is very similar to Westworld in that the first season is it's a self-contained story that's really compelling, but it makes you really excited for what comes next. So I I, yep. I recommend True. this this show for sure. Yep. Yeah. True. Yeah.
1: It's a solid payoff for a first season, but yep. keeps you excited.
4: So. Yeah. Yes. So I need to watch it, I guess.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's on do. Amazon,
4: right? And it' on Amazon. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. It is
1: uh as far as for me, that's like mainly the only one I can really strongly recommend. We we've tried some like network T V shows. I don't really know why we tried Oof. them. That was a lapse in judgment. We tried Twenty Four Legacy, which Oh, uh, is that
4: is that no good? The trailers actually <laughs> looked somewhat interesting. Is it no good? Oh, it's terrible. Man, oh, is it really? It's bad. It's
2: terrible with a with a capital T. I mean it is yeah, it's no it's no good. It really it's is it's, it's it's yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh, we tried APB.
2: <laughs> what the is heck is that? Crazy. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, so tell them. Melody.
1: Basically the premise of this show is that science billionaire guy, kinda it's like El- oh, Elon Musk. Right. He's That's Elon Musk. Yeah. He his best friend gets like shot in a mugging or whatever. And so he's mad that the police don't show up in time to catch the guy. So he decides to basically buy this precinct in the city of what is it, Chicago? Chicago. Or and give them all his like science technology, and come up with this app called APB, where people or... can can report their their criminal activity. And uh, 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 that's it. That's the premise. Where in so in the heck can Elon you see Musk this run it this show? I thought CBS or something. It's on
2: Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, okay, all right. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's not a something. Hulu original, is it? No. 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 It's on a, It's on a network show. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, yeah. Okay. There were Super Bowl ads for it, weren't there? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I don't know. No. Okay.
0: Oh know... Fox show.
2: Yeah, yeah that's I, right. I yeah. thought it was
0: Fox. It's on Hulu.
2: All <laughs> well, that's all I know is, is that we, we're cord cutters, Josh. I don't know what Oh, uh, how many Hulu.
4: episodes has it oh, been man. we were on a roll. This is
2: like one of those signs,
4: no accidents in so many days, and you just ruined it, Chris. We're back yeah. to zero.
1: <laughs> I'm a
2: cord cutter, so uh yeah, anyway. Oh,
4: so, accidents no
1: accidents in so many days. <laughs> Chris okay. has
2: not mentioned he's a cord cutter in uh-huh. four episodes uh no yeah it is it, you know what it's interesting it it is one of those just like uh science fiction shows that has a great pop it could in, in somebody's hands it could be a really good show but in this networky like the first the pilot i think they did a really good job because they didn't have a whole lot of money and they were had they had to be a little bit more grounded with what they did so they used like practical effects and like uh, they use drones and all this kind of stuff. and They use real world drones and they used all this kind of stuff in the pilot. And in the subsequent episodes, they suddenly all that turns into like CG garbage and just looks terrible and totally impractical and would never work. Uh, don't watch the show. Sounds great. Yeah, I don't. Sounds
1: could, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Well, we watched a couple episodes of The Expanse, but I guess that's an older show. But it, it seems pretty solid for a sci-fi show. I think we'll we'll keep yeah. watching that one. Yeah. And we watched the first season of Bloodline, which yeah, I I, I did not love it as much as you did, Chad. I'm, I'm sorry no. to say. It was yeah. all right. Doesn't
0: hurt I, really could never, I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't not get through it.
1: Yeah.
4: It just, it's. Listen, yeah. you, know. You, you people are the kind of people that think La La Land is the best picture. So I understand.
1: I don't loop me into that. What are you talking about?
4: <laughs> it's
2: fine.
1: Not even close. But Bloodline okay. was fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's all, I all right think. melody all right okay all right well some uh some good ones in there and some really bad ones really hey bad. you know we didn't mention either and maybe you want to mention now too we, it's semi-new but goliath um, oh
1: yeah i forgot we watched that that was great have yeah. you guys watched that i have
4: what watched goliath
2: it's the billy bob thornton
4: uh legal drama on amazon oh oh it's david Gosh, kelly need to watch that david kelly joint so just get ready
2: it is I think it was really good. And I think it just was cleared for its second season. So that one will be coming back for season two. And uh, yeah, so I think Amazon's firing on all fil- cylinders. I really do. I think they're doing some really good stuff. Yeah. All right, Josh, how about you, man? Do you have any uh, shows you've been watching?
3: Uh, well, since we talked about Sneaky Pete, my wife got into The Crown, this, which is a Netflix show this season. Yeah, great show. Um, yeah. It's, so for me it is very it's very well shot. it's a beautiful show. it has Doctor Who in it, so there's that, yeah, overall, I was a little bit it's a little bit dry British for me as opposed to funny British or melodramatic british I don't know it it never really hooked me in it It's good, but it couldn't it didn't really have staying power with me like keep me engaged through all episodes, mm. however there is another british show that i am late to the party on but just picked up on this year and that is black mirror
2: singularity is when computers learn to outsmart man like women did years ago you are so
1: adorable we're genuinely empathetic as a species we don't actually really want to kill each other gotcha
3: And I'm into (laughs) season two and there's a show where the pilot um, fired on all cylinders and had me completely, I really want to see what happens in the show. Of course, it turns out that it's not, not a serial show. It's, it's an episodic show, but they do amazing things with that format. And I think most of the rest of you guys have, have seen this show too. So let, let us come together and heap praise upon black mirror because I do have to say brilliant.
4: that I am clearly not surprised that black mirror is a show that you fully that is, <laughs> Yeah. That is <laughs> Josh
2: through and through. In fact, Netflix, I share this with you guys but Netflix sent out a tweet. Uh, it said if your day wasn't dreadful enough, there's an episode of Black Mirror waiting to take that special place of existential anxiety. Uh, and that is exactly what Black Mirror is. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, crazy science fiction show.
3: I'm not entirely sure what they mean by that tweet. Like existential anxiety. I don't I don't know whether they know what those words mean. But Josh. <laughs> it's, it's a very tense show. It's a very, very gripping, very philosophical show. And there are... Sometimes they do things with it that feel a little almost horror movie to me, which is something that I'm not a fan of. But they pull it around with with such a great theme every episode that I can't fault them for any of it because it's terrifying and brilliant to look
2: within ourselves. And so describe what Black Mirror is. Black Mirror is. Black Mirror. Yeah.
1: Just so Black people meter. know
2: what they're getting into if they decide to watch the show, watch the first episode, warn them a little bit and say, watch the second episode <laughs> first, watch a few episodes, and then go back to the first episode. Because when I watched the first episode, I said, never again will I watch the show. Yeah, Chris and I still hasn't let things. me watch
1: it, actually. It's not that bad. I don't
2: understand. I don't understand either. People I would freak not out watch it. It's not that
0: bad. It's a, not great, show. it's
2: a great conceit. This is not a show that Melody would enjoy.
0: It is not. It's if just the first episode. The first episode is actually so yeah. detached from the rest of the show. It's kind of weird,
3: to me. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird in that it doesn't. So that's interesting that you say the second episode first, because if I had watched the second episode first, I would be okay with it. But I don't know whether I would recommend it to uh, a lot of other people, especially my wife. Well, um,
2: I, I, the I, second I'm, I'm,
3: episode is out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the 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 two episodes with I think it's White Christmas and White Rabbit. I think White Bear, is? White Bear. Yeah, bear. those are my two favorite episodes, and I would tell anybody to start there. The reason why so you can what tell is people,
1: the premise though? Right. Okay. So,
2: so that's what I say because because it may sound a little weird if I tell you to start anywhere. You can watch any of them out of order. Why is that, Josh?
3: It is because it is an episodic show. It's uh um, it's. It's an anthology, like a uh, uh, Twilight Zone or one of those kind of shows. Yeah. There, there are no running characters. There is no the only running theme is
2: technology.
3: Is well, yes. Um, yeah. Is our relationship to technology and yeah. how, how we relate to ourselves um, through technology, and it's it's a very it has a very philosophical bent to it because every episode has a has a primary theme. That they don't come right out and say, but that is lurking just under the surface and they manage to pull out in a very powerful way. Yeah. And so it's a—it's not a technological dystopia kind of thing. The, the thing about most of the episodes, except for the second one, is that the ones that I've seen, I'm only about, I think, halfway through season two. I've watched two or three episodes of season two. It's a British show, so there's like three episodes in season one. And four in season two, and the Netflix picked it up, and I don't know how many are in season six. three six mm. okay. most of the episodes are set in a near enough future that you can imagine the technology from where we are today. We're not quite there, but we're we're skirted skirting around the edges so that you can kind of put yourself in the position of the characters as opposed to it being you know set out in space or whatever it's okay. just a it's a fantastically brilliant show. It's uncomfortable to watch at times,
2: very uncomfortable to watch. Yes,
3: <laughs> very uncomfortable to watch several times. But like it, I, 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 will think only it rewards a close
2: viewing. It's a fantastic. I have to be in a show. certain. It's I have to be finesse. in a certain mood to watch that show, and only one at a time. Like I would never sit down and watch two episodes of Black Mirror. That is just. Oh, I, I binged the entire much, three seasons
4: in about a week.
2: Same. Oh my gosh! You
4: must have had a horrible week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. It it, it at it some at some level the subject matter is almost almost become secondary because the it's put together in such an intriguing um, way. It's it's great.
2: They're they're wonderful. I don't disagree. Yeah, they're I, wonderful I don't, no, shows. I, it is one of the best shows. Like artistry and storytelling wise I think that is out there. right?
4: I I think people respond to it in the way that they do when they come to it because they're so conditioned to expecting a certain kind of thing from a TV show, a certain cathartic kind of payoff or a certain way that the three act structure works and this subverts that and so it kind of gets labeled as that dark show and some of the episodes (laughs) are unbelievably dark. There's no doubt about Mm. it. But even in those um, it's never boring. It's very interesting. I actually think Melody would I well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's worth it's worth, it's worth I, especially if you start with the if if you start with the second season. There's some there's some great stuff there. The Chris she would love the Christmas episode, Chris. What,
2: what I, is yes. the episode? I don't disagree.
3: What is John the episode Am- with the the relationship at the center of it?
4: San Junipero. I think is that it. No, it's it's
3: uh it's episode two in season two. I think it's the. The, the rewind
0: memory? episode, yeah, with the memory. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I don't know the name of it, but that was that's one of my favorite episodes. You guys know that all
3: was... the names? That's what? Yeah, I, I think mm. that's my favorite so far.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great episode. I have to look it up.
1: All right. Well, maybe I'll try a couple of these and let you
0: no, know. No, you I think. won't. No, you won't. You I to watch if I want to. You're a grown woman. Don't let him tell you what it is. <laughs> exactly. That's
4: right. You're a grown. woman. The entire history of you. <sighs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the one where, where you can rewind to... Is that what you're talking about, Josh? Where you the can... Contacts?
4: Wasn't where that you... in the first season? Where you can, re- yeah, that's...
0: You, you can record and
4: Not rewind. Contacts, but...
3: Oh, I'm sorry. It is in the first season. Yeah, it's yeah, the season finale. Three. It's it's the entire, say, okay. entire history Yes, of that's a
2: great episode. A... That... <gasps> that is... Episode. Yeah, but she would... Melody would be... No, okay. All right, yeah. She'd be sad,
3: but not, not like, disturbed. Like Not some
2: devastated? Yeah, okay. All right, no
0: Maybe. There's also <laughs> be
3: right back if you if you want just a oh, sad movie. I mean, that's my just...
0: favorite episode. It's so good.
2: All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, no, Josh,
0: funny.
2: Josh, is there anything else that you've been watching you'd like to tell uh, the fine folks listening about?
3: Uh, I have a couple that I think Chad might have seen too, so I will let him cover ah. them. Okay. Yeah.
4: All right. Well, then let's do that, Chad. Yeah, what have you been watching? I'll move quickly. Um, we. Uh, I'm watching a show, speaking of dark, <clears throat> it's called Lady Dynamite, it's on Netflix, it's a comedian named Maria Bamford, I think I mentioned it before, if you like, and most people don't like this, I get that, if you like uncomfortable comedy but turned up to 20, then it this is the show for you. It is unbelievably uncomfortable and still hilarious, and so I would, um, huh. I would... I would suggest watching the first episode and if you like it you you'll like you'll like the whole series. Um I've also just finished Vice Principals, uh, the first season of that on HBO. That's the uh new or that's the HBO show with Danny McBride and Walton Goggins as Vice Principals who are trying to overthrow the new principal at their school because they feel they've been passed over for a promotion, and it's very much like Eastbound and Down if you like that style of humor. If you don't, irredeemable I'm, garbage. Yes, it's no. You're crazy, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you don't like that style of comedy, this will not turn you around. Uh, but if you do, uh, it's it's really very funny. It's Jody Hill at the helm, so if you like that style of humor, then you'll like that. Um, I've also irredeemable been
2: irredeemable garbage. That's yeah. that is that's amazing.
4: Uh, I've also been watching Love, a Netflix show. I just finished the first season of that. That's the Judd Apatow show. It's also kind of based around that uncomfortable humor. Have any of you guys seen Love?
3: Yeah, oh. I have watched um I haven't got through the whole season. I think I've watched 4 or 5 episodes of it. Yeah. It's uh it's Judd Apatow like muted a little bit. It's, For sure. It's sweet. Like it's it's more more towards the sweet side than the potty humor side.
4: Yes. Mm. But it but it has very uh, broken people, not like in a yes. crazy way, but like reflecting what it's like to try and navigate falling in love when you have your own inner demons that you're trying to overcome, your self-destructive nature, and it's really very sweet and at the same time funny uh, and uncomfortable. There are some there are some scenes where people go on first dates in this movie that are oh it's hard to watch but it's but it's also very good so if you get a chance just to watch that and that's also what's good i think about most of the stuff that we've talked about tonight is you can stream it on just about everywhere um last two quick things for me did any of you guys ever watch the first season of baskets i know i talked about it here Yes. yes yes so good so are you watching season two no, okay, no. so season two's is is out. It it's out, yeah. Is it like, running? Or yes. It's, just it's like the fifth, fifth or sixth episode. And if you like season one, season two is even better. It is. Really? Oh, yeah. It's great. It is absolutely great. And so I don't want to say anything about it, but it doesn't make the same mistakes that a lot of season twos often make where they try to make everything bigger and bolder and crazier. Uh, now, it does have some of that in the kind of the story arc, but overall, the characters. It gets deeper and deeper into their motivations, and it's really funny. So if you like the first season – did you like the first season, Daniel? Did I hear you say that? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So it's – I would definitely highly recommend Baskets. And then the last thing I've been watching is – and I don't know if any of you guys watched this, but the pilot episode of HBO's new series, Big Little Lies came out. That's the one with Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. And it's set up as a, I don't want to spoil anything, but the name of the title of the pilot already kind of does, but it's based around a murder that we don't really know anything about. Have any of you guys had a chance to watch that? No, not yet.
2: No, I was going to say we we were thinking about it, but just weren't, wasn't too sure if it was worth, worth watching. So tell us. I I would strongly recommend it. Yes. Now here's the thing,
4: because it's only the first episode, I don't know quite know what direction that they're going to go. But the way that they've set up this world uh, and the characters that are in it, I think it's going to play out in a way that's that seems to be very intriguing. The production quality is through the roof because it's HBO. And what I like about this too is it's a it's essentially a mini series. It's going to be eight or ten episodes, one story, one and done. I think from the pilot, it, it's going to be something that I'm really going to like. So I would definitely recommend you check out uh, check that out. Now, I did have one other thing before. I know Chris is leading uh, leading discussion here, and I think he's the only no, no, one that's fun. seen this. I am it. my brother sent me a text message and asked me are you watching Legion oh, and I yes. said no and he was like you're an idiot you need to watch it and oh, so man. is that true Chris cuz I think you've
2: watched it Yes I've seen the first two episodes there's a third one uh and I am excited to uh get off the podcast and requ- and watch it Yes it is the most unique show I think as far as like uh, being able to follow the timeline goes that I've ever seen, including uh, this might be mild spoil- spoilers for uh, probably spoilers, but for Westworld, like it is it's you don't know where where you are. You don't know what's happening. You see a frame of something and then a frame of something else. And it's just really a strange movie. Basically, it is an X-Men Show it takes place in the X-Men universe and uh, it's a guy who is a very powerful telepath but you see things through his eyes and you're not able he's not able to control his powers. So he thinks he is insane. And so you pick up with him in the very first episode and he's in an insane asylum trying to deal with what he thinks is a mental illness. And as it turns out, it's actually his mutant superpower. And he doesn't realize how powerful he is. He thinks he's just insane and he's okay with it. He's like, no, I'm totally insane because I hear voices. And as it turns out, those voices are the people that are around him and he can hear people's voices, but you he, he's just it's it's crazy it is it is on 11 it is visually stunning they use camera angles and effects and editing to i mean to to to, to the highest level possible to tell to tell a story so yeah I think legion is is special it really is it I, I don't know how many people are watching it just because it's so weird. But I would definitely recommend, I think all of you on the podcast would actually quite enjoy it. It's it's crazy.
0: So I watched the pilot like yeah. an hour or two ago. And yes. uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Like you said, visually stunning. The the You're exactly right. You don't know what's going on. I've never seen anything, movie, TV show, anything that has literally zero exposition. Not <laughs> None. one None. word. None. Nope. I thought I clicked on episode two. I went and yeah, checked yes. to see yes. what episode I was in because yes. I had no idea what was happening, and it was weird. Like that, so you have, you, it, it, it was extremely strange. That's exactly you how the the I felt when episode, I watched La La Land, for the record. Yeah.
4: Oh my god! <laughs> no. You get to the is end it of the soon, episode too soon, Daniel. I'm
2: sorry. Too soon. You get to the end of the episode, and it still it feels you, you still don't know what happened. Yeah, You're still no, not, not sure. You still not sure, and 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 it's unpacking that. In fact, the second episode is him unpacking what happened in the first episode and trying to figure out what actually happened and why and if there's you know something else going on and you have this feeling that there's a second layer and maybe a third layer and a fourth layer that you're just barely seeing into it's really good guys I mean I wouldn't it's it's definitely worth
0: your time just to, it, just to pile on that I think everybody will like that I, I w- will like it but seriously brace yourself it's freaking weird you guys <laughs> It yeah, it's is weird. so weird, and so yeah. like I said, I've only seen the one, at the the very first episode, and I, I want to keep going because the production values are so high, but oh. it is strange. So it needs to start making sense soon. I'll, I will say that because I'm I'm it's, very confused, Daniel. I don't I, I don't think it's going to. <laughs> yeah, I really, I I, really I don't know sustain. how long it can sustain that. Is what I mean. I don't
2: know. Yeah, the second episode, I I, I but I, I'm intrigued by the strangeness. I feel like. Sure they're able to tell a story without telling a story without having any, literally they just drop you in and say sink or swim. And you got to figure this out. J- Cause you, you are in, you are in, it's like uh, link uh, in legend of Zelda where you, you're basically waking up, And you just got to figure out what's going on in the world around you. You've just got to pick up the clues and follow it. And you're you are the character. You have no more information than what the lead character has. So there is no like third party when the narrator is omniscient. There's none of that. You are definitely in the character's eyes and in his head. Literally. Was there anything else, Chad, that you wanted to add there? Nope. (laughs) All right, Daniel. So what have you been watching?
0: Yeah, I actually haven't been watching that much TV lately, uh, so I just have a couple... I've watched a couple pilots. I've watched the pilot... The only, the only network show that I watched was the pilot of uh, Powerless. Uh, did any of you yes. guys see yes. that we, one?
2: We watched it, yes.
0: So, you know, <laughs> it's... It, it I've seen worse., uh, it's so so powerless <laughs> powerless is it takes place in the d c universe, which is kind of why I was intrigued. Uh, and it's just about a company, I guess, who it's their job to kind of clean up after. Superhero battles in the city and protect people from superheroes uh, battling and destroying buildings and all that. It was okay. Um, I might stick with it. Just to, I, I feel like there's something there that they might once they get their footing, it might get better. So I don't know if you, if you like DC shows, you you I don't know, give it a shot. It's okay.
2: The, the only reason why we watch the show is because we're huge fans of Alan Tudyk from mm-hmm. Firefly. Right. Uh, but
1: he's and... terrible in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he really
2: is. He's no uh, yeah.
1: good, and I love that guy, but. No,
2: he plays he plays Bruce Wayne's cousin. Yeah, right. It's it's bad. It's just it. Yeah, it's it's trying too hard is what it it is. is.
0: That's why I think. I think once it gets its footing, it might be better. But you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Tudyk is really terrible in it,
2: (laughs) which is sad because I love him. He was great in in, in Rogue One. He's awesome in Firefly. It's just not. He's not good in this.
0: Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll keep with it for at least a little while, but yeah, I have a feeling it's not going to last very long. And then also, I watched a bunch of stuff on Netflix. I watched a series of unfortunate events. Did any of you guys watch that one? No. Wow. None of you. Okay. So it's on my
4: list. I just haven't got around to it.
0: It is fantastic. I loved it. Um, it, It's just super weird, and really, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's really funny and goofy and silly, um, and it's telling the stories really, really well. And uh, yeah, I really like it a lot. So you guys definitely should check that one out. Another one I watched was The Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, Uh, man. Yeah. I watched the first episode. Yeah. So... Yeah, I watched the first episode, so I can unequivocally say that that's one of the worst things I've ever seen <laughs> in my whole life. Yeah, wow. One of the worst
3: concepts. Ever.
0: Um, Thank you. I, I not only should it not have a second season, season they need to remove it from Netflix before <laughs> anyone dare watch that again.
4: <laughs> it's got I mean, like four and a half stars on the Netflix rating. Really? Oh, yeah. how convenient.
2: Oh, that's wow. your recommendation. That's Chad. your it recommendation. You would really like oh, yeah. No, I haven't watched <laughs> yeah. 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 it. it no, it's telling what... you. Yeah, go ahead and explain it, Josh. Go ahead. The this way- is this is a good <laughs> PSA. This is a good PSA. Everyone listen to Josh because he's going to teach you something that you may not have known about teach Netflix. Teach the
3: audience how recommender algorithms work. Yes. So if Netflix has a show that you haven't watched, so you haven't rated, they will give you the predicted rating that they predict that you would give that show based on what other people have rated shows that you have rated. Right. So based on whatever you or your wife have been doing to your Netflix account, it thinks you would really like the Santa Clarita diet mm. or they're just pumping their own show and lying to you. I patently not reject right.
4: that because my, my I'm set. My, <laughs> you reject Netflix's algorithms. I reject their algorithm right. because my Netflix is not mixed with Lara, So there's no, I mean, there's no way there's no way. They think it's you'd crazy. like it is what they're
2: saying. Oh. They, they, based on what you've watched and what you liked, they think you will like the Santa Clarita I,
0: I pray that they are wrong because that is just <laughs> pure garbage uh do not watch <laughs> it don't watch it avoid it um it was awful and then um something that was really great uh was uh, another series on Netflix uh was abstract the documentary series have you, any of you watched that one I've
2: heard of yes. it yes it is so good it's it is amazing. so good
0: it's like um, chef's
2: table, but for design.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> any any artist needs to watch it. Basically, it's eight episodes. I've only watched two episodes, so I'm, I'm really excited to keep going. Uh, every episode follows a different designer of some kind. So an artist, a graphic designer, a shoe designer, car designer, and a bunch of others. And basically, it's just getting into the mind of these artists. And it is so well done and so... Amazing! Uh, you really f- see their creative process, man. It is inspiring, illuminating. It is—it's fantastic. You, everybody needs to watch this shoot show. It's abstract. It's so good.
2: Yeah, yeah. The second episode is the guy who designed all of the Air Jordans. Uh, well not all of them, but he, he became, he made them, uh, like a household name and it's fascinating to hear his story and, uh, how they came up with it and what he's, you know, the passion that he has put into it. It's, it's really, you, you sometimes take for granted like the, the design of your shoes, but this guy has made it his life's work and it's, it's fascinating to watch. It really is.
0: Yeah, and and that the the quality of the show is so amazing. It's it's the art of the show itself is yeah. is on another yeah. level. Man, it's really really fantastic. Any artist especially needs to see that. Totally. That's all I've been watching.
2: Okay, well I think m- for the most part the things that I was going to talk about have already been talked about. Legion, um, Sneaky Pete, Abstracts. I'm just going to mention that I'm in the middle of Man in the High Castle season two. I know that I'm way late to that. Um I, I love season one. But I just bought a brand new uh 4K HDR 65 inch television mm-hmm. uh and holy cow does that show look amazing uh, in HDR? Uh, it is, it's insane. It's on, it is It is. definitely incredible. Um, and then another Amazon show that I watched the full uh, season, it started back in December and just finished, I think two weeks ago, was the follow-up to Top Gear. The same guys who were on the BBC's Top Gear who left a couple of years ago did a brand new show on Amazon called The Grand Tour. And if you enjoyed Top Gear, you will like the grand tour. um it is fun and funny and irreverent and crazy. they they go to different places around the world and drive cars and get into silly adventures. uh and so if you've been a fan of those three guys on the top gear show by the BBC, uh you will like uh the grand tour on Amazon. It is a it's a fun show, it really is. You're listening to the Screeners podcast. All right guys, well that's our show for this week we really like to hear from you. Uh, So leave us a comment on our Facebook page. Let us know what you thought of this episode or past episodes, maybe some ideas you have that we can make the show better. We really do want to make this thing awesome. And so your comments and your feedback do mean a lot to us. Thank you to everybody who participated in our Oscar poll. Uh, That was a lot of fun. We had a blast, and we should do more of that more often. Uh, Join us next time, where we'll be reviewing Logan. See you next time, guys. And
0: that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.